This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! Ha, ha, ha! You're on the crazy train! All aboard! <laughs> Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back, folks, to the second hour of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors with your hosts, Danny Bush and me, Tommy the True Neubauer, and Greg Janik on the boards, our illustrious producer. And we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We thank you for tuning us in on either uh, Sports Radio 1250 a.m. or on the FM dial at 105.7 FM, The Fan. If, uh, if you miss any part of the show, you can always go to uh, 1057fmthefan.com and uh, you can get it on a podcast there. You can stream it live. You can do uh, just about whatever you want. If you miss some of it, you can always get it there. Anyway, uh, welcome back. And uh, just earlier, Danny was telling us about uh, these goofy regulations and weird names over there in Great Britain. You know, we are so lucky here. In this country and in this great state of Wisconsin, that it's not like Europe. I mean, in Europe, man, you want to go hunting, you got to get a special license just to have a shotgun. You got to get a special permit. You got to try to make a deal to go on somebody's land to do it. I mean, it it, it is very difficult over there, in, in especially in Great Britain, but all of Europe. Whereas here in Wisconsin, yeah, we got a license, we got a permit, but. You can, oh, man, I'll tell you, we got so many seasons and so many animals and so much game. And there are places in Europe, Danny, where they don't even have the animals anymore to hunt. You know, they're gone, you know, they, over the years. I mean, we're lucky here. We're very lucky, especially in Wisconsin, man. We got all the animals. We got all the fish. We, Man, we're we're just the outdoor society. Here. Pretty fortunate here, Tom. Yeah, we are. We really are. And, no. and our DNR does a good job of keeping all of that fish and game available to us so it doesn't go away, you know. We may not agree with everything, but they do a good Speaking job. Speaking of uh, DNR, did you happen to catch the front page article of the journal Sentinel yesterday? No, I did not. No, it says lawmakers are pushing for DNR to keep magazine. Oh, great. Front, That's a, yeah. front page article. Yeah, they should keep it. I think it's silly that they would get rid of uh, so, Evidently, a bunch of lawmakers were listening to you, to you Tom, on our show last week, <laughs> and they said, yeah. hey, those guys are right. Yeah, we shouldn't get rid of a, was a 98-year-old magazine that's self-supporting, got over 80,000 uh, subscribers, subscribers. I mean, 
why get rid of it if it's self-disporting? I can understand. You know, I could understand if it was losing, if it was costing the state a couple million dollars every year. You know, it's losing money, but it's not losing money. Well, here's the <laughs> other know? thing too. The uh, the uh, DNR, the DNR, when they had that Deerzar come in, one of the uh, results of his study was he said that they have to work on uh, improving relations with uh, with the folks, basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they need a kind, kinder, gentler DNR. So I think that having a magazine like that is one way in which they are connecting to, yeah. to the recreational consumers mm-hmm. and connecting with them on a more, you know, you kind of read the stories, you see you pictures see what of they're them. Doing. It's kind yeah, of like yeah. more personal a little basis bit more personal. Yeah. as opposed yeah. to just some guy coming up from behind a bush with a badge <laughs> and yeah. saying, and how many crappies you got in that bucket? <laughs> and so the you would crap think that they'd want to keep something like that going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would think so. And so, you know, hopefully they will. Hopefully the governor will change his mind on that. And uh, so we'll see what happens. But I, 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 in my heart of hearts, think that they will continue with it. I really do. I, 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 yeah, I think if they have so much support behind it, uh, they might have to rethink that. So, hey, now, uh, are you going turkey hunting? Speaking of, yeah, turkey hunting. Well, yeah. <clears throat> uh, Badger Sportsman, uh, you know, it's it's tough to try and do a radio show when I got this Badger Sportsman magazine yeah, fresh in front of me. You shouldn't give it to me. You should give it to me after the show. Okay, I'll do that. Can, ne- I'll do that on the next issue. And I can go home. And then and you're going to complain to me. Why didn't you give it to where's me Where's my sooner? magazine? So <laughs> I can lay down on the couch and chill after I work out and have my big breakfast. I can chill. Um yeah, they're talking. There's some good turkey hunting articles in here, and I did go, Tom, uh, last week uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Tags for all the zones went on sale at 10 a.m. Yeah, yeah. And previously they'd had Monday was Zone One, mm-hmm. Tuesday Zone Two. So uh, the early weeks, Tom, of it, like are normally taken, and mm-hmm. there were pretty much tags in most zones for like from March 6th on. Right. Uh, except for the most popular zones. Mm-hmm. I mean, May 6th, like, mm-hmm. um, all the way to the end of May. But uh, the one zone, I was amazed because there were like a couple thousand, I think, left. And it sold out in like 10 minutes. The one zone, when I got home and went online to the DNR website, mm-hmm. and I looked, was the zone right down here by mm-hmm. Waukesha County, zone uh, two, I believe it yeah. is. There were only 123 tags left. So I got off the couch at about noon and drove down to the BP gas station mm-hmm. and got and got the uh got that tag. So now I've got tags for zone one, two and three for each of the three weeks from oh, March sixth wow. to the end. So May sixth. Now they're ten bucks each. May, right? No. I mean May. Yeah. May sixth. Yeah. That May sixth to thirteenth, fourteenth yeah. to twenty, whatever. And then to the end of the month basically mm-hmm. those last three weeks mm-hmm. of the month. And you know what? I might not hunt, hunt any of them, but I got them. <laughs> so I can them. maybe go with my brother up by him. And although as the season gets later than the mating season, I guess they're not. Let me ask you chasing. a question. I've never spring turkey hunting no, before, but no, I got the tags. You got these extra tags, right? One for each right. zone. Now, can you give that to somebody else if you're not going? No, it's got your name on it. Oh. Yeah. And not only, okay, the permits were 10 bucks each, so I spent 30 bucks there. Mm-hmm. Then I had to buy a turkey stamp. I think that was another $5.50, mm-hmm. whatever. Wealthy landowners from Douglas County don't look at their receipts. They, they just buy and they say, don't look at the, they say, how much does it cost? They don't cost ask is that. no, That's no issue for yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, five for that and uh, 
And then think the turkey license again was ten or twelve bucks once again. So you spent like Didn't fifty really bucks to get this stuff. And I may not, but I can yeah. buy a leftover fall tag. Yeah. Like I went like December thirtieth or whatever mm-hmm. it was and blasted a big hen. Mm-hmm. So I can shoot one. You know, I talked to a lot of guys. I think some guys. I don't think they're supposed to do this, but some guys uh, blast them right out of their bow stand if they have a tag in the fall. You can't do that. I don't think you're supposed to have a shotgun and a. Although I think some of the guys actually drill them with the bow. Yeah, I know guys you do can do shoot that. Them with yeah. The bow. yeah. Hey, did you? You'll have them walking yeah. under your stand in the fall too. Speaking of turkeys, did you hear about what happened in West Bend this last week? No. Okay, it was a. Two-story building. It was like, a, I think it was a duplex or something, whatever it was. Or maybe it was just a house. It was a second story. Okay, second story of a house. A turkey flew through the bedroom window. <laughs> turkey flies in, I mean, right through the window, breaks the glass, in, and, it, and then it just starts going nuts in there, tearing everything up, wants to get out of there. The homeowner calls the police. The police come over, put a blanket over it, take it outside, take the blanket off, and the thing runs away really fast. Boom, gone. And uh, it came, broke through the window? Yeah, flew right through the window. Now, my question was if I'm the homeowner and there's a turkey in the bedroom, I think maybe I would just wring its neck, clean it, and throw it in the oven. Instead of Tom, calling it, somebody. It, it, listen. <laughs> it broke my damn window. I would kill the turkey, Tom, <laughs> but it would depend on how dazed the turkey was before I go grabbing that Yeah, thing. that's true. You'd have to. I, don't, I ain't grabbing no turkey. It might yeah. start clawing me yeah. in the eyes and stuff. I think... Well, like the police went in with like a blanket and threw a blanket over it and then grabbed it, wrapped it up and took it outside. I'll tell you what. <laughs> this is why I have my home defense Pellet gun, Crossman Optimus 177 at 1,200 yeah. feet per just, second. Just in case a turkey flies just in? Just in case a turkey flies through my window, I'm prepared. I'll just roll off the couch, casually grab the old mm-hmm. Crossman, load it, mm-hmm. and pop him in the head. Well, I told you that one year, My, uh, I think, I, I don't know if you remember this, my, when my son Nick was, he comes up every year for uh, bow hunting, and he's sitting up in his tree stand, and... Uh, a turkey, he didn't notice at the time, but right in the very next tree was a yeah. turkey that was roosting up there. Well, when that turkey decided to, you, you ever see a turkey come out of their roost? Yeah, it scares the crap out yeah, of you. They're not, they're Sounds not like pterodactyls uh, coming down yeah, they're through not, the branches. Yeah, they're not dainty at all. They no, just, they're like, loud. You know, as they're can loud be. and they fall down. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Anyway, when that, he said he's sitting in the stand, it's quiet, he's being quiet. And this thing jumps out of the tree, right? Oh, my God. He said it scared the crap out of him. Especially, <laughs> yeah. especially if it's early in the yeah, first it light. Early. Yeah, it's not first light. You know, fully light. Yeah. It's still kind of dark. Yeah. All of a sudden, you hear, whoo, whoo, yeah. whoo, whoo. And, and he turns to his left, and he's going, what the heck? You know, and it, you know it, Yeah, it surprised the heck out of him. So that, you know, that can happen. That can happen. And do you ever see, uh, see one flying into the tree, into its roost? They're not very graceful. No. They, they're not well, they're graceful big. birds. They, so they don't really, they can't really dodge all those no. branches. They no. got to kind of. Because their wings are, I mean, they're big birds. Yeah, they're, big. they're like, you know, they're like motorists in Chicago driving through traffic. They just bu- push their way through. They don't dodge anything. So no. that's what they do. They go blasting through the branches. So Yeah. So anyway, so uh, you don't know if you're going to go or not, huh? Well, I got the tags just in case I get a hankering to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I got one of these, uh, one of those uh, turkey decoys that it looks like a fanned out turkey. Yeah, yeah. With a handle, and you like crawl behind it, right? Yeah. Or duck behind it. Yeah. And like that big old 
strutting turkey, male turkey sees it. Yeah. And they just come running right to you. Yeah. It's got a little peephole so yeah. I can look through it. Oh. Yeah, and that's what you do. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and my brother's done it a couple that times. That sounds dangerous. It's like, what if somebody thought well, it was a real turkey and now shot here's, you? Here's the thing. you got to <laughs> always stressing safety on the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. You must know the area that you're hunting, and, and uh, mm. I wouldn't want to do it down like in, uh, like, uh, down here at Kettle Moraine or some public hunting ground where yeah. there's other turkeys and turkey hunters out there. Um, but on private land, and my brother's done it a couple times, he says it's funny as can be. You're chuckling as you do it as this big old gobbler comes mm-hmm. running towards you, and then you pop your head up over the top with your shotgun at 20 <laughs> yards, and surprise, <laughs> boom, and the turkey goes down. Yeah, because, you, know, you know, did you know that turkey hunting is one of the dangerous, most dangerous uh, hunting sports because of the fact that you're in, the hunter's in camouflage, He's making sounds like a turkey, you right. know, with his turkey call. And he's got turkey decoys he out. He might have turkey decoys out. And, and you know, some and, and this has happened in the past where oh, I know. some turkey hunters uh, who are real turkeys, you know, they don't, they don't follow the basic rules of hunting, know what you're shooting at, know what's behind it before, you know, before well, you pull the trigger, I, know what it is for sure. And they see a movement, they hear this, or they hear the sound, they see a movement, and, oh, I'm just going to blast away at what I think might be. A turkey, and right. it's not. Well, I got into it a couple of years ago. I well didn't get into it. I called the the big show because Gary Ellerson and some of the guys were commenting because some, uh, I think an eight year old or maybe six year old boy his, was out with his dad down yeah. south here, and they got hit with some pellets. Yeah. So he just thought, uh, Gary especially thought it was insane to be taking a six year old kid out into the woods, and they they were you know he was taught. He was talking as if it, you were you were like like you were taking your kid into Vietnam or something yeah, like yeah, it's so yeah. dangerous. Yeah. And I tried to tell him, hey, the kid's more likely to get hurt on the drive down there in his car <laughs> than yeah. hunting. But yeah. the point that he didn't really understand is that uh, uh, hunting on private land is a lot different than public land. Yeah, mm-hmm. I might be a little nervous going hunting in areas, turkey hunting where there's going to be a whole bunch of hunters. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that. That might make me a little nervous. You know, you got to make sure, you know, yeah. what you're doing. Uh, maybe, wouldn't it make sense to just wear a little patch of blaze orange on your hat? But otherwise, taking a but, six-year-old kid out hunting, oh, my friends do it all the time. Yeah. No, no big deal. Yeah. I'd rather have a kid do that than play youth football and get a concussion. Yeah. Well, listen, we got to go to a break. And when we come back, we're going to play the Larry Smith's I'll Tell You What contest. And I'll tell you if we had a winner or if Tim, who called last week, was the contestant, I'll tell you if Tim was a winner or loser of the one-year subscription to Badger Sportsman Magazine. So call right now if you want to be if you want to play this game, the under and over, I'll tell you what, on the Larry Smith Show, call 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. And uh, like I said, if you're a winner, you're going to get a one-year subscription to Badger Sportsman Magazine. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply. Cutting Edge Outdoors coming to you 
live and unrehearsed from the Bait Mate Fish Attractant Studios. And now it's time, Bushy, to play the under and over of the I'll Tell You What Larry Smith Show. We need a we need a contestant if you want to win a one-year subscription to the Badger Sportsman magazine, 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. And while we're waiting for somebody to call, I just want to tell you that last week's contestant, Tim, picked the over eight and a half. So he said Larry Smith would say it nine times or more. And he won because Larry Smith, you know, I, I, sometimes I wonder if he does it on purpose. He was at seven. Larry Smith was at seven saying, I'll tell you what. And in the last two minutes or in the last minute or so, he ripped off two of them real fast. So, uh, Tim, he was a winner. I sent him out his stuff, and he gets a free one-year subscription to Badger Sportsman Magazine. So now all we need is another contestant, and I think I'm going to keep the under over the same at eight and a half. You know, I've been using that the last few weeks because it's been really close. Where was Larry Smith fishing last week? Uh, you know, it's funny. I can't remember. <laughs> Maybe somebody could call us and tell us that, too. Come on, Because if they jog my memory, then I'll remember. Because, you know, uh, if, well, if, okay, if I'm not. Okay, let's go back. Yeah. What, what was he fishing for? I don't remember. What? <laughs> Are all you doing is sitting walleye. there listening to go, I, I'll tell no, you what. No, I was watching the other stuff. I just don't remember. Uh, I think he was fishing walleyes uh, on a river somewhere, I think. I think he was. Yeah, yes. As a matter of fact, uh, he was fishing walleyes on, oh, on the Rock River. He was fishing walleyes on okay, the Rock it's all River. coming back to you now. Yeah, fishing walleyes on the Rock River. There were three guys with him. Uh, Brian Settley, I know, was one of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, uh, all three of these guys I, that he was with guide on the Rock River, and it was the first time Larry Smith had been. I didn't know Brian on, guides on the Rock I River. I guess so, yeah. Oh, it on looks like we do River. have a caller. Good. We so, got a contestant How did they do? Did they... They, yeah, they caught walleyes. Most of them were undersized, which yeah. is typical for this time of the year on the Rock River. They did catch some legal ones. They caught some saugers and you walleyes. Know what? I, you I'll know. tell you what. There's just no That's way. One. There's no. There's no way I'm going to go out and freeze my arse off mm -hmm. catching a bunch of undersized walleyes. I know. It just does not turn me. The thought of doing it does not trip yeah, my trigger. I know. Too cold. Well. Seven nine nine twelve fifty to be. We need a contestant for the Larry Smiths. I'll tell you what contest. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. All you got to do is pick it right, under or over. Either he says, "I'll tell you what," nine times or more, or eight or less. So, but you know, well, we're supposed to go this week up to up to the Wisconsin River. It's supposed to be in the mid forties, but they're calling for chance of rain. To tell you the truth, Danny, I don't mind going when it's in the mid forties. Yeah, it's cold, but I can dress for that. But what I don't like is rain and cold. So, so, <laughs> so, so, where are you going to the Fox River? No, no, to the Lake Wisconsin on the Wisconsin River. Okay, yeah, and uh, so we'll 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 see if it's raining. I'm not going. If it's not raining, then I'm going. I and I and Horton last year in the Bay of Green Bay motored out at about ten o'clock at night, mm -hmm. one cold March, and just as we're heading out. Mm. Pouring rain. Oh, that's terrible. And we had rain gear, right? Yeah. But by two, one thirty a.m., Tom, it just, it just soaked through. Yeah. It got in every nook and cranny, and then you got just chilled. I mean, yep. it just, oh, was that miserable? That is miserable. We got the heck out of there. Rain and cold do not Ugh. mix. 
Who do you got there for a contestant there, Greg? Tom from Iguanago. All right. Good morning, Tom from Iguanago. How you doing today? Doing just fine. Hey, now, do you listen? I mean, do you watch the Larry Smith show? Uh, yes, I do. All right. And you know he likes to say, I'll tell you what, a lot, right? Yes. All right. Uh, okay. What do you think he's going to do? Nine times or more or eight or less? I'm going to go with the under. You're going to go with the under this time. Tom with the under. Okay, I'm writing this down as we speak. Eight or less. Well, we'll be watching and we'll be counting, so you might want to count along just in case we're wrong, okay? Yeah, I'll even record it. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes he says, uh, instead of saying, I'll tell you what, he'll say, I'll tell you this. We don't count those. It's only when he says, I'll tell you what. Yeah, all right? Sounds good. Now, and, and you know what? You might be a winner because with the eight or under because I was talking to one of the guys, one of the honchos up at Badger Sportsman Magazine. Honchos. Yeah, and I was telling him about this, Tom, you know, about uh, how we do this contest that Larry Smith does not know about. Well, I just hope this fella doesn't tell Larry about it because if he tells him, he's going to be watching what he says, and you're probably will be a winner. So, okay, we'll be watching. And uh, now stay on the line because we're going to need your name and address. And if you're a winner, I will send out that stuff to you right away, okay? Okay, sounds great. Thank Thanks, you. Tom. Thank All right, you. now hold on. All right, Tom's on hold. Greg will get his address off the air, and we'll we'll see. Now, see, he's taking a chance on going with the under. He thinks Larry might watch it this week. Because the last two weeks, he said it nine times. He's been right on that edge, right well, on that edge. So. Listen there, El Guapo. He yeah. can just go back and just edit it out. He could. He doesn't have to even think about it. I know. He doesn't have to. Yeah, so if he thinks I'm going to spoil Tom Newbauer's parade, <laughs> I'm just going to edit it all out. Well, then we'd have a lot of winners, right? They'd all be picking the under. They'd all be lucky wieners. Then we then we might have to change it to, I'll tell you this. Couple of uh, <laughs> couple public service announcements oh, here. Yeah, we got that email, too, when you're done. Oh, go to the email here. I'll, oh, I'll hold off okay. on my public I'll make it real quick. You might have one on this. Uh, this is from Adam. He emailed us live here at the show at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Good morning, gentlemen. Using that term loosely, of course. Thanks a lot, Adam. I was wondering, he says, I was wondering if you have heard when the trout are going to be stocked in the local city ponds. My little girl has been badgering me for the last two weeks asking me about trout fishing, and I'd rather take her to a pond than have her dragged into a river by a steelhead. Thanks a lot. And it says, P.S. It's a shame turkey hunting isn't allowed between 124th and 113th on Morgan Avenue. Those things are everywhere. (laughs) Well, thanks for telling us, Tom. Me and Daniel grab our pellet guns, and maybe go over there. That would be illegal, though, so we can't do that. No, so we never, is, we and never the, talk about On the public service announcements, does that the law at all. does it tell when the urban trout fish uh, trout stocking takes place? I know it's in April. Nope. I was going to talk about... Is it like about, about April 9th? Maybe one of our callers could call us and tell us. 799-1250. No, I'm, yeah. a, I'm way off the grid on something else. Okay, well, Tom, you just th- keep listening. Somebody might call us and tell us when that... Trout stocking on the city ponds. A couple of things. The the NRA. Yeah. The NRA Personal Protection Expo is coming to Milwaukee. Uh, Basically, uh, the NRA is reaching out, reading right from their magazine, the NRA is reaching out to those who rely on their guns 
for self-defense by holding the inaugural. That means it's like the first one, Tom. Okay. The inaugural (laughs) NRA Personal Protection Expo later this year. The educational and interactive get-together will offer an array of information dedicated to personal protection, including seminars on concealed carry and defensive shooting tactics, all conducted by leading experts and instructors from across the country. Hundreds of manufacturers specializing in firearms, concealment and storage products, et cetera, et cetera, will be there. They're going to have uh, entertainment, auctions, raffles. It's going to be, the expo is going to be held August 25th through the 27th at the Wisconsin Center in Milwaukee. So definitely something that sounds like a good time. So uh, for our uh, listeners out there, put that on your calendar, August 25th to the 27th. I know I'm going to go out there. Sounds cool. Do you want to hold off on the other announcements that you got? Because we got to take a break right now. Well, I can do anything you want. Okay, Tom, when we you, come back, Danny's got, word, buddy, and I got it. Okay, Danny's got more announcements, things that are coming up, points of interest that we yet you always get here. Actually, a bunch of stuff you don't even care about. Yeah, but I'll come. Well, you get all that. Anyway. You get all that good stuff here on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan, uh, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. You're going to need them. To the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you live from the Baitmate Fish Attractant Studios. And let's see, Tom, where were we? Oh, I know what I wanted. To yeah, help. you had some other <clears throat> well outdoorsy things that were coming outdoorsy up. Outdoorsy thing. Um, the Walleyes Pewaukee chapter of Walleyes for Tomorrow got the email from Tom Kep. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of planning on swinging down. You can drive down Rocky Peninsula. And I believe it's the uh, Pewaukee Lake Sanitary District land that they have the walleye wagon parked on. It's mm-hmm. down by the water now, ready to go. But uh, interestingly enough, the walleyes, the big female spawners, have not been coming in yet to get netted. Yeah, it's still a little it's, cool yet. I guess water temps are around 41, 42. Yeah, and it needs to get up to about 45-ish. You know, as a matter so, of fact, I took a ride, Danny. So they're oh, on they're on stand hold yeah. standby for the big operation. They've mm-hmm. only got a couple males or something, so they'll be coming in pretty soon. Uh, I took a ride at, with a friend of mine uh, out to uh, the Brid- Oconomowoc Lake Launch Bridge Reports. Well, we were on a bridge, yes, but it was looking for the muskies oh, yeah, that yeah, come yeah, up yeah, the yeah, Oconomowoc yeah, yeah. River right, by right. the dam there. Uh, and this was last week, Monday, I think, and there were no no walleyes or muskies up yet. So it's going to take a week or two, you know, for them to come up. So going to be a little while. Yeah, yeah another week or two. Uh, I probably will go out there again this week, sometime towards the end of the week, and check it out. You know, see if they're up yet. I haven't gone there in a lot of years. Yeah, it's I a, used it, to go there you know, all it, the time and, and to look so, at them. It's so funny, Danny, because 
The males are running, eh, they're about like 30, 32 inches. The females are like 40 inches, you know. I mean, the males are so much smaller than the females, and they're just bumping them around and all that. And I mean, you can stand here on the bridge and look down and actually watch muskie spawning. And sometimes there's some walleyes in there spawning too. But And it's surprising how many muskies are up there too. I mean, not all the muskies out of the lake come up there, but quite a few. And it's it's just interesting to watch now, them. You know, it's one thing, cool. years ago, oh, many years ago, Oconomowoc was like, one the big destination everybody was hitting it uh Milliot was hitting it uh Radloff was hitting it mm-hmm. uh uh Eric Vandervelden was hitting it everybody was out there hitting Oconomowoc in the late fall for, there were for, times for the for muskies, muskies. Yeah. in late fall you couldn't even get a parking spot on like a s- nice sunny Saturday Sunday you had to oh, wait yeah, till someone pulled yeah. out mm-hmm. by the little river there that little mm-hmm. that you go down and uh and it's even funny, too, because I remember years ago, one of them, maybe it was our friend Dennis Radloff, had asked the DNR about, you know, their muskie in Oconomowoc. And uh, their stance was, well, we don't, we're not managing Oconomowoc for muskies. We don't plant muskies in Oconomowoc. So it was kind of like, you know, there aren't any muskies in Oconomowoc. Well, but, yeah, so they weren't even <laughs> really recognizing it back then. But uh, incidentally, I mean, they've, Bunch spilled over, I guess. But, you know, it's all connected Years waterway. Ago, yeah. And and, from, uh, and there was Okachi. some pretty. Yeah. There was the gray ghost that was the big old monster that mm-hmm. uh, I think all three of those, you know, a bunch of those guys had seen. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone ever caught that. I lost a monster on Oconomowoc years ago. It hit a quick strike sucker rig in like 18 feet of water. It immediately headed out to 30. And when I went to set the hook with that St. Croix rugged rod you sold me years ago, that rod just, it's, it's, it's like I'd set the hook into a tree. The rod just doubled over, and then it came snapping, whipping back after about a, two seconds mm-hmm. as if the line had broke. And it had straightened. I had a Mana liftoff quick strike hook rig. Yeah. It had straightened the hook out to wow. a 45-degree angle. Wow. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what was that? But now you don't hear much about Oconomowoc muskies. That's good. I'm now, glad. Is that, <laughs> Tom, is that because... All the old guys who used to, who that I hung with, are, are gone and done fishing, and I don't bother. I'm too lazy to do it. Go out there now, um, or so, or is it that there's not as many muskies in there now? No, there's plenty of muskies in it, and uh, you you just there's just not as many guys for some reason fishing it now. I now when I go out there, I'm going out during the week, yeah. And I'll tell you, Danny, there is maybe we we have an under and over contest when we go out to Oconomowoc during the week. Okay. Under or over three uh, cars and trailers in the parking lot, and it's always under one or two. That's it. There's like nobody out there. Well, how about the week. in the fall? Though, now, when it used in the, to be even real in busy. the fall, during the week, in the fall, during the week, there's nobody out there. On the weekends, there's more guys out there, but there's a lot of muskies out there. There are big muskies out there. It, if if you don't know the lake, it, it's kind of like overwhelming, you know. Because they got some, uh, it's very clear and a lot yep. of deep, deep fish there. Uh, like, well, you know, we, we've caught, I've caught a lot of fish, out, a lot of muskies out there. I've caught uh, my sons, two, two of my uh, three sons caught their first legal muskie out there. Um, they're, they're, they're muskie a lot fishing, of, or we, were you bass fishing? At actually, the time? both of them were caught bass fishing when they okay. caught them. But, but when we've gone muskie fishing, we've had some. You know, tough days like you can have in musky fishing anywhere, you know. And then we've had great days, you know. But there's a lot of muskies in that lake. And one thing, when you're smallmouth fishing out there and you got that 12, 14-inch smallie coming to the boat, 
Don't be surprised when you see a muskie coming up and chasing it and trying to grab right. it. Oh, they grab those smallies like crazy. That's why I've always thought that a smallmouth colored bucktail or minnow imitator or whatever would do great on well, they do do great on that lake because the 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 muskies eat a lot of smallies out there. But uh when listen, when we come back, I said earlier in the show that we were going to talk a little bit about swim jigs, okay. you know, cuz now's the time we're going to be getting into the season pretty soon. And swim jigs are a big part of bass fishing, uh, especially if you're on a river that this time of the year where the bass are open. But when the lakes open up, swim jigs are a very popular lure. We'll talk about those just a little bit when we come back, all right? Sounds good. All right. So you're listening to Danny Bush, Tommy the True Newbauer, Greg on the boards. We'll be right back. It's the final Should I do it, Danny? Do it, Tom. Okay, coming to you, coming to you live from the Baitmate Fish Attractant Studios. Uh, we got an email here, Danny, from Mark. It says, Muskie also come up to the Fox River Dam in downtown Waukesha, which is conveniently located by Discount Liquor. Uh, he's not been there yet, but uh, the muskies come up there, and you can see them there spawning, too. But uh, what we were talking about before if, we were if, gonna... if there's not any muskies there, you, after you drink a 12-pack of beer from Discount <laughs> Liquor, you'll think you're seeing them anyway. Yeah, there you go. Uh, talking real quick about swim jigs. Uh, a lot of people use the swim jigs in uh, anywhere from eight, uh, from a quarter ounce to three-eighths ounce. Uh, some guys might use half ounces, but that's pretty heavy. But like, basically, your basic one is a three-eighths ounce. And up here in the northern climbs... Uh, a quarter ounce is okay, too, depending on the depth of the water you're fishing. And basically, a swim jig is nothing more than a spinner bait without the spinner, without the wire and spinners. That's basically all it is. It's a rubber-legged jig that you put a, a some kind of ta- rubber tail on it, whether it be a craw tail or a, one of those seismic tails or flap tails. And basically, you just throw it out and just reel it back slowly. Kind of same thing like a spinnerbait. I think I saw Joe Booker doing that yeah. a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, swim jigs, uh, they're real popular, and they've been getting more and more popular. And, and I'll tell you the truth, you know, years ago, Danny, I swear to God, it's got to be 20 years ago, I didn't know they were called swim jigs when I was doing I was doing that technique on Okachi Lake because when I was using the, the, the jig, uh, you know, for bass, a jig and a craw tail, uh, I would get bit off a lot. By muskies or pike, you know. So I put uh, a, a, a little uh, light wire leader on it, you know, so I wouldn't get bit off as much. And then I would just reel them in like a spinnerbait. And uh, actually, I caught more muskies. Than, nothing big, but I caught more muskies on Okachi Lake using that than actually muskie fishing. Because they like eating that stuff too, you know. So, uh, but yeah, but we didn't know it was, what it was called back then. We didn't. There wasn't a name. Nobody for had it. invented the name swim. Nobody jig. came it, gave it a name. We were just you know throwing it out and reeling them in. You know along the weed line just edges. Just thinking, and that. you you could have called it the Newbauer. Jig, yeah, yeah, and right. your name yeah. would be no. famous. Yeah, no, no, uh, I guess not. The but new, anyway, the newbie jig. Yeah, the newbie jig. Hey, uh, I got a, I got an announcement, folks. If you're looking for a 357 revolver, brand new. A friend of mine's got one for sale. It's got two speed loaders, brand new, 357. Uh, I think there's some a box of ammo with it too. Never been fired. He's selling it for 300 bucks. Now all you got to do is contact me at ceoguys at yahoo.com. 
Now, the guy he bought it from paid $400 for it, brand new. The receipt, he's, my friend has still got the receipt. He paid $400 for it, and the guy needed money, so he gave the guy 300 for it. But my friend doesn't need it, so he's just selling it for what he paid for it, 300 bucks. So, per, Yeah. It's a, it's called a, a forest. Okay. And now I've never heard of that brand name, but it's me, a me three, neither. 357 uh, uh, revolver with two speed loaders and a box of shells, never been fired. So if you're interested, just uh, email me at ceoguys at yahoo.com, and I'll put you in touch with my friend. Now that you're pushing stuff, Tom, trying well, to I sell stuff, uh, I'm thinking uh, Mistake on the Lake is going to be coming up where people can buy and yeah. sell stuff too. Last, last Saturday in April... Mistake on a Lake at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. And I've and, got two brand new yeah. classic Abu Garcia reels in the box made in Sweden that I think I'm going to let go. Yep, you're going to be selling those. And there's always a lot of stuff. Let's just hope it's not raining. Like, I don't know, out of the last, how many years have we been doing that now? About nine years or so? Ten years? I think it's rained like eight out of the ten <laughs> or whatever, you know, it's, you want to for sure have a rain day, just schedule mistake on the yeah, lake. Exactly. And it's like guaranteed yeah. it should be raining. But let's hope it's not raining this year, you know, because uh, a lot of people bring, but you know, even when it's raining, people set up card tables. They got their lures out. Well, lures are made to be used in water. So what if they get wet, right? And it's raining and they're out there and they got the lures out there. Yeah, I don't want my lures to get wet here. <laughs> it's funny. It is funny. But uh, so anyway, that yeah, that's coming up. And uh, Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle, that's when our official opening is, is going to be the last Saturday in April. But there will be guys in there, you know, a week or two before that, you know, getting everything ready for the upcoming season. So, anyway, that's about that. And nobody called us with when they're going to be doing the stocking of the ponds with the trout. Now, they do that every year. The DNR does it every year. Um, My suggestion would be is to go to the... uh... Go to the DNR website. That yeah. it, it's a there's a myriad of pages on there yeah. with tons of information about most everything. I would think maybe you could search there. Yeah, seven and nine. Find yeah. out. Matter of fact, they'll they'll they probably wouldn't be doing it now. They no. no they they normally do it in, in conjunction with the opening of the season. Correct? Well, it's always in early April. Oh, it is. It's always in early April, so it might oh, okay. be the first or the second Saturday in April. But uh, 799-1250, if you happen to know when they're going to be stocking those. And normally it's in the Sunday paper, too, in the sports section. Uh, Usually it's in there that they'll let you know. uh, uh, Paul Smith, who writes the outdoor section in the Sunday paper, uh, he he generally will tell you, you know, that they'll be stocking them, you know, so – but that's coming. Yeah, it's first usually first second week of April. They usually put those babies out. Can they fish for them then? Yeah, too? yeah. Okay, so and they it, can actually fish prior to the season. And and the and the first week or two, the first couple weeks is for uh, kids and disabled people. That's the first ones that can go in there. Not just anybody can go. You got to be under sixteen or disabled that you can do that. And and of course, there's people always violating that. You know, that always happens. Can't get away from that. Terrible. That's just yeah, terrible. Just terrible. And then uh, what's our our friend uh, down in uh, Milwaukee? He runs those kids fishing. Oh clinics. yeah. What's his? Eb, 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 <laughs> Eb. Yeah, Eb. Eb yeah. Gardner. That's coming up. Well, that always comes up first Saturday in June. Okay. So that's going to be at the Washington Park Lagoon first Saturday in June. The free fishing clinic. They show you how to what. It's mainly for kids, but adults go too, and they get a lot of people there. And there's always food there and stuff. And 
And, of course, we gave EB a lot of stuff. Smokey's gave EB a lot of stuff for him to but give away. It's a good away. thing that he does. It he, is. He does yeah. it. He does it for the kids. Yep. And 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 there's adults who don't know anything about fishing and they want to learn too and they'll go there as well. So it it's mainly kids, but there are adults there too. So it it works out for everybody. It's always good. Yeah, we haven't heard from EB yet this year. I think he hibernates in the winter time. <laughs> he probably doesn't ice fish. I no, he's he's a smart man. No, doesn't ice fish. Did you ice fish this year? Tom? Not a bit. No. You, nope, have, you haven't once. ice fished in 10 years. <coughs> no, I think I went about nine years ago. No, I think nine and I might have went four, four or five years ago. Well, I don't <laughs> yeah, believe I, you. Yeah, I think I might have. You lie like a cheap watch. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm just, I'm just stoked about fishing this season. I'm just ready for it. I can't wait. I'm still working on all my tackle, Danny. You know, getting everything in order, get, you know, sharpening hooks, putting in new baits, all that stuff, getting all the boxes ready. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I got to work on the gear today. Oh, and I'm going to pick my boat up today, too. Oh, you are? Yeah. Going to get the boat. I'm going to get it. And then I think what I'll do is I'll just back it in by Monkey Island and start it up mm-hmm. while it's still on the trailer. Yeah, just to make just sure Just to kind of get the fog and oil and yeah. all that stuff out. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's a good. Make sure everything works. Make sure everything's working. Yep. That's the worst thing you'd want to do is to drive up to the Door County area to fish the Big Bay of Green Bay for them walleyes and smallies, and then not have it work. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. No, it wouldn't, Danny. Had fun today. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. To all the listeners, thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supply, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Coming to you from the Baitmate Fish Attractant Studios, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Be safe, my friends. Talk to you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.